Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 40 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Yes, the big 4-0. And what better episode than to have the funny, absolutely hilarious completely raw, transparent, and master storyteller herself, Eden Sassoon. On today's episode, we talk about it all. Eden was on Beverly Hills Housewives, and she's also the daughter of the hair god himself, Videl Sassoon. Yes, we get into all of it. Dating, what it was like growing up as Videl Sassoon's daughter, relationships, spirituality, yoga, Pilates, the whole nine yards. So let's get into it. Oh my God, Eden Sassoon. Is this for real? You know what? Actually, yeah, it's for real. I don't know. Is it? (laughs) It's real life. This is (laughs) real life today. Is this today? I am so stoked to talk to you. I'm really, really looking forward to this. I have been following you on Instagram. And let me say, you are the realest (laughs) of the real. And I love it. I have a huge smile because you're just, you're awesome. You're completely (laughs) awesome as a human being. And so I believe you when you tell me that. Yeah, you should. Yes. I'm no No, bullshit. No, 100%. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, I am real. I just, I just put, I just put me out there. Good or yeah. good, bad, ugly or indifferent or cut up or I don't know, whatever you want. I got it. Like, oh my God. And I freaking, <laughs> I love it. It's so refreshing, you know, like you're, you're just so honest, which is like what? not you know, Instagram. That's what, well, so it's interesting because a lot, well, obviously people are like, you know, we, I love to see that people can use social media in a positive way. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how else should we? I mean, honestly, how else should we? Totally. Especially as adults, right? We have mm-hmm. so much influence or, or we, we have role model should use it in a positive way. 
Um, Absolutely. But, but we all have our, our, our way of thinking and what is positive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, you make it your bitch, girl. And I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. We should um, have a few other bitches. Yeah. Get bitches unite. Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to get right into it. Like, I want to know your whole story, where you grew up. I know you have like a very um, interesting family history, which I would love for you to touch on. And, you know, your your recovery journey journey. I I am happy to I'm I'm happy to share it all. Where I mean, where do I start? Okay. Yeah. Let's start. Right. From the beginning, they're like, where are you from? And I'm thinking to myself, well, I was born in New York, but I, I moved here. I Mm -hmm. moved here when I was six months old. Okay. Okay. So I I didn't move here when I was six months old. My father's company moved here when I was six months old and I happened to be part of that journey. So I was raised. Exactly. They moved right into Beverly Hills and Mm -hmm. there started the life of, I, I didn't know. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that there would be such an incredible journey with such incredible parents, but that, mm-hmm. holy, this wasn't going to be, you know, as easy as I thought at some point. Um, and that's okay because there lie my lessons that right. I am so grateful for. Um, I, to me, what did I know? I thought I was, you know, I was just the same as everybody else as I am today. The same mm-hmm. as everybody else wasn't different just because my father at that time happened to, you know, that was the, the heyday of Vidal Sassoon and he revolutionized mm-hmm. hair. Well, I didn't understand what that meant. Um, right. I just saw again, a, a, a humble man with complete chaos all around. Right. Um, so that's how I was raised in a chaotic scene Mm -hmm. with people trying to find peace and i found it in many different places outside of what one would think a child would would um look for so my nanny being one Mm -hmm. she she helped my mom who i love madly but um she's a recovering alcoholic as well and so it was really difficult it was really difficult for me as a child to um relate or communicate or um even just have that bond um that mm-hmm. i needed as a young girl we have it now but it's 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 like because i've worked very hard to we have worked very hard to create that but as a child i didn't so i my nanny was my everything yeah um yeah and i was safe outside of beverly hills so i would go to tisha's house and there was 15 family members in a two bedroom you know apartment that we just played and had fun and ran around and did what the latin families do and that made me safe and comfortable right and then i'd come home and you know complete chaos isn't that funny some think that the chaos yeah. would be in the two bedroom apartment with the 15 people running around and it wasn't no it was kidding in, right <laughs> yeah like yeah. that is your salvation being like yeah. jammed in a two bedroom apartment. It was so comforting. And yet I'd come home and I'd find myself at night in this huge house mm-hmm. in my big bedroom as a kid with these beautiful padded walls and this, you know, bed. And I'd be crying myself to sleep. Right. So it was very lonely. And yet 
there were people there, just no, the lack of connection. Right. Um, wow. I mean, I think that says a lot about that part of my life. And when I was seven, my parents got divorced. And as okay. a seven-year-old, my, you know, my daughter's turning 14 and my son's 13 going to be I mean, sorry, 12, going to be 13 in a month or two. Um, mm-hmm. So half my daughter's age, my parents were splitting up. And at that point, I was safe again with my nanny. So right. at seven, it, it was sort of like the driver drove me to my mom's. And I'm thinking, wait, I'm I, my mom, this woman drinks. I come home and, and there's problems in this household. Why aren't I going to dad? Oh, well, right. He's working all the time. He's out of town. He's, you know, making, creating this brand and, and what, who he is. And like, where, where am I? Who am I? Right. It didn't make, nothing made sense to me. I just wanted to, to find something safe like I did at my nanny. So I at, at times would use food as my, okay. as my safety. Um, cause it made me feel good. And I loved, I loved kind of that point where, you know, you get full just enough to where you want to crawl in bed and fall asleep. Yes. Which, by the way, is not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Side note. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it helped. Um, so, mm-hmm. so it was kind of coping through that. And, and at 12 years old, my dad sent me to Weight Watchers with my brother, oh. David. And it kind of started like, okay, you're not good enough. In my mind. Wow. He wasn't okay. saying that I wasn't good enough. He was saying, hey, let me do something for you that can make you maybe be stronger, better, learn the tools, get the tools, you know, create that. But all I heard was, you're not good enough. Mm. Um, Did you feel like you needed to be fixed? Um, Yeah, up until like a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Right on. laughs> okay, cool. Good time, you know, and that, and that probably you know, I'm still working through, I need to be fixed. I still Mm -hmm. do it on a daily basis. And now instead of using food, I use exercise, which is a great tool, but at what point does it become enough? You know? Right. Yeah. You know, we miss all those years in between where I then at a certain age turned to alcohol, um, Mm -hmm. which was easy. Hey dog. Okay. Sorry. There's going to be some barking in this house. Um, it's all good. (laughs) You, you turn to alcohol to, to help or fix those holes or problems or to, you know, have it be a social lubricant or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not good enough. Well, maybe, you know, if I have this drink, that guy will like me or I'll act in a way where it right. doesn't matter. Um, until I really find more of, of self and, and to love who you truly are. Well, mm-hmm. how do you do that? Not having tools. Where do you find that? Yeah. Um, so I've been searching a lifetime. I mean, literally, I've been searching a lifetime. I've never, even as a child, I had to find. Sorry. Hey, Winston. I know. Here I am. I'm like, I have to find my voice. And I'm saying, quiet, doggy, quiet. <laughs> um, I just. I, so at what age did you turn yeah. to, to alcohol? Like what I was 15 to- when I had my first drink, but I didn't start drinking until my prom. So okay. I was, it was a- well after high school or right at the end. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. I mean, that the minute I had my first sip, things started to shift for me. 
And that okay. night, it was like, whew, this is what freedom feels like. Right. Um, yeah. And then when my best friend, Alex, my friend Alex Avant came up to me, he's like, what are you doing? And oh my God, you're going to be just like your sister. And I oh. just was, uh-huh. I, oh, I just got the chills. And Oof. that to me was... That could, that, that couldn't happen. There's no way that could happen. I mean, I watched my mom, you know, she's grow up. I, she was an alcoholic. My sister at the right. age of 13, 14, 15, she was married and already on drugs and alcohol. And here I am like, oh, whoa. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That what is do I, young. my sister? Yeah. She oh, lived yeah. a very fast, quick life. And, um, you know, at 34, she was done. Mm-hmm. Um, so at 15, <gasps> hey. And she lived big. She got married three times. She has three kids. Um, mm-hmm. She actually had nine lives, literally. Um, wow. Yeah. Stopped breathing. All nine in 34 years. Yep. Wow. Yep. Died nine times. They brought her back. She was pretty incredible. Okay. I think if she was still with us and she, she saw the light somehow, but she definitely yeah. didn't want to. <gasps> Winston, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hello, <laughs> duh, Winston. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I love you, dude. I love you. Oh, when I was really that nice. Um, <laughs> so, see, and then you just have to sit back and laugh at it all because what is this all about? What is this right. life really all about? Unless you're giving and doing good and sharing like these moments, exactly yes. what you and I are doing right now through laughter yeah. and the truth. Absolutely. And the truth is we're trying to have a conversation for your incredible podcast and my dog keeps barking and there's nothing else I can do, but have a conversation <laughs> with him and say, Winston, quiet. Right. He needs attention. Clearly. See, and you know what? So do I. Yeah. Don't yes. we all? <laughs> Ex- yes. That's a whole nother thing. Are you single? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you, do you, are you on all the sites? I'm on, what am I on? Um, okay Cupid. Okay. And, and I oh, literally okay. just use it. I use it like as a catalog and I just kind of like, Oh, nope. I love you. Hey, Brett. This is not, this is not happening. See, okay. It's <laughs> depressing, but yeah. What else do we do? And it's almost like a game. It's almost like a fun it game. It is a game. It yeah. is a game. Yeah. yeah. But so is and, all the other stuff we do. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think I'm going to meet. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to meet anyone like realistically. I'm not going to meet anyone off like an app because I have a very, because I am not a visual person when it comes to finding a partner. I get on the phone and you're, you're just connected. Okay. Well, you you know what? Okay. Never say never, but I, I need like that visual, like I need that energy stimulation. It's not a visual thing for me, like at all. Like I don't have a type. I really don't. Really? It's an energy. Yep. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm with you, but I have a type, but I also need something in their eyes to speak to me. And if that picture or photo is not speaking to me, then there's no chance. There's no way. There's nothing. Right. But but then you're right. You get together with the person. And if the energy is, it's, it, you know what? <sighs> and I don't want to put it it's down. To, yeah, it is hard. It is difficult. And it's, it, it can be exhausting. 
Mm-hmm. And then it being a certain age, I'm turning 46. I have kids. There's actually, oh, I just erased it. I would have read it. It was so fabulous. It was the most mm-hmm. fat, one of the most fabulous things that I've been written back in a long time. And he's like, I don't know. I didn't know what to say because you're so, I mean, he said, you're so beautiful and sexy and I've been celibate and my wife is going to be between 20 and 30 and you're 45. And I mean, it went on and on and on. What? So, yeah. And then he had the nerve to, well, if you want to be friends with benefits, and I'm thinking, myself dude you just said you were celibate i don't want to like the whole thing i'm like oh my god this is where i am this is where i am when it comes to men um you know what i think you should lower your age because you look probably like 30 mid 30s okay so here the thing because i can own that i love you (laughs) i can write a book on this dating thing so i've done that i just did that do you want to hear a funny story and i might i'm going to leave out some of the details because kids ever get a hold of this Um, let her rip so I met, I, I did lower my age and it was like 30, 29, 30, 29 okay. should be the lowest that I go. Cause my ex, one of my exes is 32. So okay. anyway, it says that he's 36, which to me is relatively a decent age. Well, we meet and the place he chooses to meet me because I uh-huh. was uh, in Brentwood was I get there and it's literally underneath my father's Academy in Santa Monica. So oh my dad my God. next week will be his seven year passing. And I'm oh, going through okay. all the shifts and changes and, you know, selling my salon and just really coming into my own and right. feeling great about it. Well, he chooses that place. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for him. And I'm like, oh, my God, here I am meeting a younger man. And he chose this place. It just was like, I believe in all the strange connections in the world. Absolutely. So he, he literally walks up, kind of grabs me. We start kissing. And I'm like, oh, OK, this is what younger Whoa. guys do. Yes. The, okay. The connection was completely there. We had tea and he okay. lives on a boat and he's like, well, you just come back and hang, hang out on the boat. And I'm thinking to myself, Eden, don't go back to the boat. Cause you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Long story short, okay. I went back to the boat and you know, that's what happens when you get, when you go lower on Bumble, if you go to 30 oh and you're my 46, God. you're in trouble. You're going to get shipwrecked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to get shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. Yes. And, and then that's it. And yes. And so what, like you never talked again? No, I take his phone calls, but like, I mean, what do I have in common or besides a connection? And I'm, and I'm grateful for those connections, but how often is that the only connection that, that we need in this life? Or do right. I need a man who's been there, done that, who's in it, who's had kids, who's more selfless, who's financially stable, who, you know, isn't right. out there drinking until he throws up like I've done in my life, but, you know? So where, right. where do I draw that line and when does that game end? Well, I mean, you need to figure out what you want for you. Well, see, you know. Uh, that is the age old question. I called you this morning and I said, my hormones are raging. Yeah. And so it depends on my mood. <laughs> Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, I used to call myself just like this gypsy. I go with the flow. I'm in the moment. Okay. Okay. So is that, it, how does that call Are you a for... Gemini? What, what is your sign? 100%. Dead. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Good job. Oh my well God. Done. Are you? Nailed it. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I Wait, know. You're like a sun. cancer. I'm a Taurus. Close. Oh, shit. Yeah. I love you, but you're a pain in my ass. Yes, I am a total pain. Mm-hmm. 
Because oh, I no. am so stubborn and I'm so loyal and grounded. Oh, Gemini's cannot deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good. Oh you're good. my god, that's so funny. Okay, can we just get a little bit back to <laughs> how you kind of came into recovery? <laughs> oh my god, my alcoholism. Yeah. Um, holy whoa. Uh, I mean, the story itself is is quite fascinating. I knew I was an alcoholic way before. I, let's just say I got married in one of my sober moments. Okay. And I grabbed my dad's arm and I thought to myself, holy shit, what am I doing? This is not my forever. Yeah. In in my sober moment. And my honeymoon was sober. And then I got pregnant on my honeymoon. And then, of course, my had my daughter. And I don't know, maybe within 10 days, I was like, can I please have a glass of wine? And sure enough, slowly okay. it started to happen. And, and so after my son was born, I was sort of back in it. Um, okay. And at that point, I realized. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. What did I just do? I just did things kind of going along. I, I didn't even, I didn't, it was all a blur. It was all a blur and I was sober. And then I started to drink okay. again and the drinking got heavy and sort of, I was wanting to get lost in the drinking. So I didn't have to deal with the fact that I married someone I wasn't in love with. I love him dearly. We are very close friends. We are great co-parents, but at okay. the time I needed a fix me and the fix mm. me was him because my sister was dying or just died. My best friend, Darren had cancer and was dying and I okay. didn't understand. So right. 
I chose him to fix me. And once I kind of got my stuff back together, I decided, you know what, I'm going to drink again. And once I got comfortable, I was like, I'm done with you. Mm. And sure enough, within, we got married, had a child, had another child and got divorced in four years. Mm. Um, and at that point, what else? I, I, I didn't know how to function on my own without, um, in certain ways, because I was a functioning alcoholic, because okay. I did, I was never in jail. I never, thank God, got in a car accident. I never had a DUI. I never, God forbid, hurt somebody else, um, unless it was right. emotional, which is un- very unfortunate. Um, and I did a lot of silly, stupid things, but let's just say, worst case, extreme, never think the Lord didn't happen to me. Yeah. Um, and then, I, I mean, I just, it was all I knew. It was my way of flirting. It was my way of going, you know, turning the age down. It was my way of finding comfort. It was my way of escaping. It was, I didn't understand. And so yeah. my last couple, my, I, my father died. And two weeks later, I was in a relationship for two and a half years. Two weeks after my father died, he walked out of my life. And at that point, wow. my head was spinning. I, yeah. there was, there was nobody. There was nobody that I thought was safe enough for me to nothing. And here I had these two younger kids um, yeah. and I continued to drink for six months and still I just opened my salon. So I had a business. I had two kids on my own. There were times where uh, you should not put your children in the car and drive with alcohol. Right. I did. Who does that? You don't do that. Alcoholics do that. Right. Um, it got to a point where, thank God, you know, my waiter put me in bed with my clothes on that night. Um, oh my God. And, yeah. And where one of my last tattoos, I literally, he was just telling me how he used to love my sister, but she would come in and at, you know, within the hour she started slurring her words and I was apologizing for her. And yet that same night I'm apologizing for my sister's behavior. I'm passed out on the floor because wow. I couldn't handle the pain of the tattoo. And so we were drinking tequila and right. that was enough for me. When I put, mm. took that tequila bottle and I poured it up like it was a glass of water at mm. that moment, something in the higher realm of being just was like, you're done. You're done. Yeah. And uh, not the next day, but the following day, I woke up and I heard my father's voice and another man who I call my higher power mm-hmm. talking. And mm. I had a visual visualization of them both. And all I could also do was put my shoes on, get my working clothes, workout clothes on and get to the mountain where I used to hike on. And they were talking and I was crying and, and I knew right from wrong and I could hear what was being said, but mm-hmm. it was as if I was fighting self to find truth. And then these men that never really existed in my life, um, with pure unconditional love were fighting for me. Wow. Um, and that day sort of, um, within the next two hours, I ran into a woman and that sort of broke itself down just by the grace of God. And with it, right after that, I walked down the mountain, went into the country mart and one of my dear, dear, dear friends, Nick Savalas was standing right in front of my face. And I looked into his eyes and he smiled and I said, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Take me now. And he literally knew what I was talking really? about. As if, oh. And he said, you're ready? And I said, yes, one second. Let me call Tomer, my, my kid's dad. Uh-huh. And I said, I'm doing it, Tomer. I'm get, I'm stopping drinking again. I'm getting sober. And he's like, to him, you know, 
great. He didn't get it. He said, okay, but I have a meeting tonight. I can't watch the kids. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Did, <laughs> did I just hear that <laughs> yeah. correctly? Fine. He has a meeting. Nick's like, let's go. 10 minutes. We'll go to the hills. We'll make this happen. And that was it. And this is almost uh, six and a half years later. Holy and, cow. And I'll tell you, all these questions, all these things, all the food, all the love, all the lack of, all the let me find myself in someone else and something else. In six mm. and a half years, let me tell you, you need to learn and you start to learn and life gets real, real and gratitude becomes like, whoa, and the color of plants and the, the, the movement in trees and the wind and the sunlight and like things that we take for granted or yes. everything in the world that is going on. I mean, and, and yet you have to explore it with a sense of caution because it can become way too overwhelming for someone like me and what you just, you'll almost explode. So mm -hmm. it, life is, life is completely different completely, completely, completely different. And I am a totally different human being than I was six and a half years ago. Um, wow. and how you started this conversation is yeah. who I truly am and who I used to be was, I, I didn't have a voice. I couldn't, there were times when I was in my teens, even 18 and I was studying acting because yeah. I thought I, it was a part from a way for me to get outside of myself. Right. And I, did, could not speak. Literally. Interesting. I would have dreams going to get my coffee in the morning and they would, you know, ask me what I want and nothing would come out of my mouth. Wow. And then, yeah. And, and when I found my voice, it's almost as if sometimes you can't like, whoa, where did you find this person? <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yeah. It's, it's real. Okay. <laughs> Wow, you found her and you can't shut her up. It's it's real and I, and 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 there's peace in in me when I'm quiet, when there's no movement, when nothing's happening. There's peace mm -hmm. in sometimes when my daughter looks at me and she's like, "Mom, stop." And I think to myself, "She doesn't get it, does she?" <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to stop. Yeah. And, you know, um there's peace in the journey of going through the pain and the suffering without turning to alcohol. I mean, yeah. yes, will I always have that conversation with me and the choices I make when it comes to food because we have an interesting relationship? I don't mm -hmm. know. As of now, I think yes. Will that happen forever? I don't know. Um, right. Will it be, oh, uh, my mood's changed. Do I want to, you know, knock this down to 30 and see whose boat I can end up on next? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Do I yeah. still believe in Prince Charming? Part of me does. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And, you wow. know, finding myself was part of, of, let's say, choices I make in wanting to bring, shed some light into the world and on trying to go on Bravo and think that I could possibly do that when I had no idea what I was putting myself up against. And that being my experience to, to break down more walls within me, to find more of myself, to come out, to really be true. And that yeah. being, you know, wait, look what they're showing to the world and look who they're showing to the world. And, and here I am. I'm not, I'm not this woman with these 
implants inside of me that are making me sick and, and getting hard all the time. And, and I'm going back under the knife for, right. to fix the problem. So let's fix the problem and let's take it out and let's work on you and why you put them in for the first place, in the first place, because men, mm. because I thought I wasn't enough because I'm never enough. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and when I mean, those are some great enough? realizations. Yeah. Oh, they're huge. They're huge. Yeah. And, and it's, it's in the small moments where you, you push yourself through that, you know, do you have the courage to push yourself through and stay in the fire where you think like you're going to give up and you're going to quit. You can't do it anymore to learn that lesson. Yes. To take that on, to push through. And that's who I am. I mean, I'm a beast. I'm an athlete. I'm a fighter. I'm someone who just doesn't stop. I'm someone who wants to change the world, but at times knows that it, how, you know, one step right. at a time, but how one step at a time, but how like, Oh my God, it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you, how do you practice your sobriety? Um, I practice, I used to go to meetings all the time. And then there came a point okay. where the meetings for the first three year were three years were incredible and were my okay. everything. And I still believe in AA full heartedly. Um, okay. I practice through my own prayer, through my own meditation, through my own chanting, through exercise, through yoga, through mm. meeting mirror people that I mirror through, um, living true to self and I'll check in and I'll go to meetings and I try to be of service to other alcoholics in so mm -hmm. many ways. Um, can I go to a meeting every, or how about this? Do I choose to go to a meeting every day and sit, um, and listen to everybody's problems? Mm. No, because I feel that this world is so big. And if you could take a moment to get outside yourself, Realize you have a problem, find acceptance, get outside yourself and give and keep mm. giving and give what it is you think you need and give more of it and give more of it and give more of it and then get out. Sometimes get out of these rooms because I can't sit in this room one more day and listen to someone else's problems, even though I know that we can overcome it and we, you know, use the steps and they're incredible tools. And I just sometimes I, I, I can't, I won't do it. I won't do it. It makes me, um, when you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. 
Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. It makes me uneasy and it makes me want to get out and go do something for someone else. Yeah. On a, no, on I a totally, big, yeah, I, totally, I hope, totally get it. I, yeah, I hope that that's coming across in the correct way because I'm a hundred percent behind AA and the rooms. And I just feel like sometimes people find that complacency and get lazy and just use that as, Oh, I went to a meeting today. Okay. But what did you get right. out of it? Right. <laughs> what are you doing in life? Yeah. How are you applying what you've exactly. learned? Thank you. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're definitely a mover and a shaker and I can't see you sitting still for very long, if at all. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and yet I fall into meditation and yet I can fall into a trance state and totally be sort of one with and get out of this shell that I'm here on earth in and yeah. yet be still. It, it, oh, it's really, I love that. yeah, it's, you know, my Peloton, I bought a Peloton and my Peloton uh-huh. name <laughs> is be still in motion. Oh, I like there that. You know, right? Ooh, blowing so, my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I find my stillness that you think I can't find. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have to with like, come on, you're like a killer businesswoman. You've had a salon and now you're opening up what the Pilates studio, yoga studio. Tell the me Pilates- what's going on with that. It, it's the Pilates studios have been alive since 2006. We opened the first one, 2007, okay. right around there, right when I was getting a divorce. So that was, okay. that was a safety, safe place for me too. Um, okay. and I had a partner who helped me because I, again, at that time we, we know what I, what I was going through. Um, mm-hmm. as far as kids and drinking and trying to keep it all together. Well, my partner was my best friend and she's one of my living angels because, uh, you know, I might not be sober today if she weren't in my life. And Pilates mm-hmm. to me is one of my groundings. Um, she then went on her own when I, uh, was I sober when she left? No, I wasn't. Um, she went on her own and I thought to myself, shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I managed, I managed. And yeah. my father always taught me to choose, choose the best team because you're only as good as your team. And that's mm. when I got one of my very close friends slash clients, Lexi, who's still with me today, um, involved. And she watched me through all the years of my sobriety. Um, and we grew and grew and grew. And now she just got trained in yoga and we are opening yoga. I'm a student. I'm a student at Pilates and I'm a student in yoga and I yeah. want to pay it forward. And so I bring the team together to teach me and to teach others. And I hold the space for people to grow. Um, cool. it's, it's incredible. It's truly incredible yeah. because I've been there and I know what it is and how hard it is to get to the other side. And so it, there are women that come in in like-minded areas and spaces and, and I can feel it and I can see it and I can hold it and they gravitate towards me. And I just open this, like, it's almost words can't mm-hmm. give, give it, you know, that movement because it's powerful. You're like a big facilitator for like positive energy. I try until it comes to my kids and they're just a pain in my ass. I'm like, the house is shutting down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shutting it down. 
unless you guys want to come meditate with me. And that doesn't happen. And then I tried to talk positive and my daughter says, mom, stop. And then I just have to, I have to protect myself until, you know, these teenage years are over. Yeah. Teenagers are scary. Holy shit. Tell me about it. Yeah. Like vicious. They're like little sharks. Yes. Like, and they're all, (laughs) they go in like packs. Yes. Oh my God. And I'm pretty tough. I mean, I am softy, but I'm tough. I can hold my own. These kids, they push me to my point and some of their friends too. And I'm thinking if I were, if I were a few steps over one side to the other, I would be knocking some people out. Like I would be holding (laughs) them down. I don't know what I would do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. How do you even deal? Um, well, let's say a couple of weeks ago, I called my ex-husband and then he's like, what is it now? And I'm like, well, I can't handle with Olivia. She's so mean to me. He's like, Eden, pull it together. And I'm like, he, and he, and he kind of brought me to this place where I saw the light where, hold on. When I was drunk, nobody in their right mind can talk to an alcoholic when they're drunk. Right. You just can't do it. Nothing good comes from it. So I yeah, use no my reasoning. daughter's form, right? There's none yeah. at all. And I was mm-hmm. in that position of like, you can't talk to me. This is, this is my game right now. So Mm -hmm. I put her in my shoes. I put her teenage hormonal craziness in the drunken woman who's really sad inside and trying to find Mm. her everything. And I thought to myself, holy shit, you need to have compassion and you need to just hold a space for her. Yes. And let her grow through this because otherwise you're sad, you're crying, you think it's you. When in actuality, it has nothing to do with you. Right. So I just pulled back. Oh. Mm-hmm. And try yeah. to just love her and him in the best way I possibly can and be present for them. Yeah. Compassion for sure. That's so yeah. funny. Um, my, my client the other day, um, was explaining this tool that she uses with her middle child who is kind of mm-hmm. like a little bit hyperactive and very, like, can get ag- <laughs> yeah. like not aggressive, but like, yeah, like yeah. hormonal. Yeah. And instead of doing, you know, the whole time out thing, she started doing this time in. Yes. And she just grabs her kid and like literally just hugs her and holds her Aww. and tells her, you are safe. You are loved. Oh, I just got the chills. Isn't that the most beautiful thing it's, ever? It's stunning. I mean, it says yeah. so much about her. And, and first yeah. of all, why do... We put these kids in timeout as if like we know that that's right for them. It's like it's like yeah, it's like a dog in a cage or or a, an inmate an in jail, in a jail and cell. Trying, exactly, and they're trying to be rehabilitated or institutionalized. Like what? That doesn't make yes. sense. Yes. Jeez. I mean, I understand maybe you know taking away something for a moment to maybe see like this is how it feels without this, right? Um, and then rewarding them, but I don't know about like. Time isolation exactly but yeah. loving on somebody if they're willing to accept it yeah my daughter doesn't like to be touched and so if i held okay. her t- for too long um and i was like that as a kid with my mom she might yeah. just i don't know what she would do so um okay i just try to just stay close but i think yeah. for for your client and her daughter whoa wow yeah for someone who can receive that kind of love especially from a mom Totally. And mom giving that to her daughter, that's some healing right there. Freaking magic. Huge. Yes. Huge. And the kid, now the kid has learned 
to oh. like ask for that. Ah, oh, so it's like it. you're teaching the kid, like, oh, when yes. you know you're on this brink of like a mental like breakdown. Yep. Yep. And she goes, time in, time in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my right? god, I love that. You know what? I'm gonna try it in my own way without the touching yet, just yet, because she'll probably yeah. push me. Um, <laughs> she's she's so incredible, but she just doesn't like to be touched. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's okay. My son, on the other hand, I'll be like, come here, die, time in, time in. I love you. He'll be like, oh, yeah. mom. <laughs> but he'll, he might love on it. He might, it might just work. Yeah. We're gonna, you never know. Yeah. You never I know. should try it with my dogs too. Yeah. Time in, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bark at me. Time in. <laughs> come here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, great. it's amazing what a little love can do. You know, now you're going to make me cry. Mm. It comes down to that's, I mean, that's really it. That's it. That's everything. And I've had to work so hard and try to teach myself that because I push everyone away. I can really push or as an alcoholic, I can just push everyone away. And mm -hmm. I have this switch in me now where if, if I'm not vibing or you're giving off this negative or you're in a place that I've, I'm not at that. I've grown so far instead of sometimes having compassion and trying to, you know, deal with that other person. I just sort of flip it and I, yeah. and I, and I go depending on where they're at. If, if it's something that can be shifted within them, great. If not, I can't, I cannot waste. And I don't mean waste, but at times, yes, waste my time trying to give so much compassion to something or someone that just isn't ready or willing to change. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I love, get it. Yeah, but love is it. The one thing I want most, and the hardest thing for me to grasp. Mm. Is it hard mm -hmm. for you to accept love? Oh yeah, I'm. That's why I'm the biggest giver. I'm the biggest giver because it's yeah. it's much better. I'm more open, and I'm I because I love myself more. It's easier to receive it, but I'm still yeah. not. I'm still not where um where I see where I see myself. Okay. Or maybe I shouldn't say that because I am where I see myself, but I, I'm, it's still physically difficult to at times say, you know, I know this feels really good. I'm, I am worthy of this. I, I yeah. am, but it's, I don't know, 93% better than it's ever been. Well, that's a great number. Huge, huge. Uh -huh. but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly never saw myself here and always hoped for it, but actually in, in all the work and, and inside work I'm doing, it's like, no, this, you're here. You're already yeah. here. So get out of yeah. your head. And, yeah. And, and join the this. party. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know, uh, do you know what your love language is? There's like gifts, quality time. I buy, I buy gifts. Okay. I mean, you mean for me so, as far as the way that I speak or the way that I receive? Both. So like, how so, do you register love in someone else? Like, how do you receive love? Um, it used to be a money thing. Cause that's, you know, my father was, um, mm -hmm. the money was always a controlling factor. And to him, it he didn't register it as a control. He registered it as giving was his way of giving love. 
Um, uh, yeah. So I had, yeah, I had to take that and shift. Okay. It's not the giving of these gifts that make this man love me. It's the giving of time and self. Um, right. Communication. Mm. So it, it's been the shift and, and I've kind of been single besides one man that I, that I actually will always love, um, on a, on a friendship level and love. I still kind of hope that one day, um, I don't know. I don't know what that means or if we rekindle. Um, but I've been single for six and a half years. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> or you can say a <laughs> lifetime because any alcoholic doesn't have these real relationships. So oh. I've really been single a lifetime. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. I had one real relationship and it was with my one of my first boyfriend's best friend. And my first boyfriend, it was almost like three to five year relationship thing on and off craziness as kids. And his best friend and I were so close and we loved each other. And later on in life, we turned it into um, something really beautiful. But for whatever reason, um, our lessons weren't ready to be met yet. (laughs) Okay. Mm hmm. All right. Mm hmm. So how do you like to show your love? I buy gifts. Mm. <laughs> I I know. Okay. I know. I buy gifts. Um and I love it. I love to give. I love to like what kind of gifts? Like are they big, like extravagant gifts? Or are they are they little tiny like things like that you're I like, give oh, like I I'll thought give of a, you. Yep. All of it. I give let like, well let's use the 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 one that I still today love. Um mm-hmm. I would I saw him going through a huge transition physically. And so, um, I knew at the time he was also transitioning financially. So instead of buying, let's say larges, I went and I bought him a whole new sort of wardrobe and mediums or, you know, medium okay. small. And yeah. to me, it was, it's a gift, but it's also a necessity for someone. And, and, and it meant a lot. And yeah. then if a crystal came to me that I saw that was something of mine, then I pay it forward. Or if a piece of jewelry is in my closet that might have cost, who who cares? If somebody I feel needs it when I'm looking at it, I gift yeah. it. Um, okay. And then I'll go and I was recently just maybe started a little something with someone. I found a crystal. I found I'd go over with a candle. I, he was sick. I sent a blanket. Like, mm-hmm. uh, cut to, I'm not talking to that person anymore. And it's okay because at that moment, those were gifts that I gave to him. Right. But is that really necessary, Eden? Do I have to give all these gifts to people to think that I'm going to be loved in return? Right. So where I don't know, that, is it? There's got I feel where I'm at right now, there's a fine line and I have to pull mm-hmm. it back just a little. I have to pull it back because I'm always gonna be a giving person and I'm always gonna give my crystals and my things and pay it forward and, and right. probably see something for someone and buy it for them. But right. is it too much? For myself, right. not for them. How they take it is up to them. But am I right. giving too much? Yeah, I mean, don't you think it all comes back to like your intention behind the gift? And that's why too? I just, I'm willing to give and not expect. But is that child, yeah. child inside of me doing what my dad did to me? Is this the only way that you know how to think that, that this is what love means? Yeah. See, do you see where it kind of gets? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like wiping your ass with a hoop. Right. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I I don't know. So it's, it's all being kind of worked out. It's a beautiful Mm. process. 
don't get me yeah. wrong. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now I can even say, okay, you know what? There was something in my life that just happened to me and it was a, me and a woman and she's a teacher and she's a soul sister and she's something that she created space for me to change my life. And I did, and I did it sooner than we thought. And in the process, there was transaction being involved through me and somebody else. Well, she was part of that because I wouldn't have been able to make this transaction without this woman. And so I, okay. I guess as they say in church, what you, you tithe, right? You give a certain okay. amount of percent percentage. And this is something that I just learned from, from finding a safe place at times, whether it be at home or just my higher power. Um, and so the minute I found out that there was a number involved, I knew that I wanted to give this woman that created this change for me or helped me create this space, mm -hmm. this percentage from what I was getting, because I couldn't take it all for myself. Right. I wouldn't take it all for myself. And so sure wow. enough, the minute I had that in my hand, I went to her and said, I love you. I honor you. And I thank you. Now this is for you. Go do what you and your whatever maybe. And because I yeah. also know she will continue to pay that forward. So cool. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't expect yeah. things from people. And sometimes I, I feel like I don't think that people let me down. Well, that's sometimes, sometimes I do. And then I think when I get to the other side, I say, you know what, but that's their journey. And so if you gave like a, a trainer of mine that recently just left the Pilates studio, she said, I have to think about myself. I said, okay, but did you stop to think about when I put you through yoga training? to work for my company. Did you stop to think about when I gave you that, you know, X amount of dollar monthly membership so you would be stronger and better and, and learn more? Are you thinking about anybody else but yourself? Right. So there are times where, you know, I do feel a little let down, but at the same time, I'm able or capable of giving and that's, I need to just end it there and let that person be on their own journey and not expect anything in return ever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just... Okay. One more question for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could literally go on for you. hours. Yep. Yep. Um, this is a what? Never what ending of... conversation, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a six hour conversation with Eden Sassoon. And next week you will. Yeah. Okay. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what advice would you give to anyone listening to our podcast right now? Either thinking oh. about getting sober in recovery and they're in their journey right now. What advice would you give to, to someone listening? I say on a daily, you know, God grant me the serenity, the serenity prayer. I say three times mm. every time when I wake up in the morning and I let it go. And if that, those moments find what brings you peace? Is it the rooms? Is it the meetings? Who are you, who mm -hmm. are the people you're surrounding yourself with? Where is this energy coming from? Are you feeding yourself with, you know, all the positive things that you can, or are you hanging around all your triggers? And of course you're thinking about alcohol all day long or drugs or cigarettes or whatever your addiction might be, you right. know, really be conscious of your moments. And if you know you're going into a moment that that was a moment that used to push your buttons that you would turn and reach for that class, don't do it. Yeah. You know, just really sort of dig deeper and not kind of get out of that fear, false evidence appearing real. You know, what does that, what does yes. that mean? Fear doesn't exist. We create it, but you yes. have the choice. So make that right choice. And, and what does that look like to you? Mm hmm. 
You have the choice, baby. Yeah. I love it. I love you it. Need- I love it. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. You're offer. Awesome. Yep, she's right. You have the choice. You have the power. You are in control of you. So what are you going to do with it? What choices are you going to make? Well, I have a couple options for you. If you're looking for more positivity in your feeds, definitely follow A Sober Girl's Guide on Facebook and Instagram. If you're looking for events, how-to articles, and stories about sobriety, check out the blog at asobergirlsguide.com. If you're looking for more support, such as coaching, one-on-one, or in a group, head on over to our website under a coaching section, and we have group coaching starting up again in June. As always, thank you guys so much for your love and support. Couldn't do this without you. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on the podcast. We love to hear your feedback. Don't forget to screenshot when you're listening to the podcast and tag us on Instagram for an instant repost. Have a great day.